Can You Lose Your Salvation? on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. One problem that so many Christians struggle with is dealing with this question, can I lose my salvation or have I lost my salvation? We could talk about it in the category of the assurance of salvation. And many people struggle with assurance. It causes a great deal of despair, heartache, pain in the lives of so many people. And so we want to talk about that in very practical terms on the podcast this week. And to help us with that is our guest, Dr. Bill Shannon. He is a fellow with the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, and he is the pastor of discipleship at Grace Community Church in Sun Valley, California. Dr. Shannon, we're glad you're with us. And the first question right out of the gate is, is it true? Can you lose your salvation? Well, I think if we look at the scriptures and when Jesus Christ invites to eternal salvation, eternal actually means eternal, and that uh, no, you cannot lose your salvation. Uh, there are many people that uh, have had friends that have walked away from the faith and they wonder, what, what happened to my friend? What, what, did he lose his salvation? And my answer to that would be is that he never really had his salvation. He never really knew Jesus Christ. I think First John 2.19 is the scripture that would point to that. And he went, they went out from us because they did not really know us. Uh, and they went out from us just to show us that they never really knew Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the, the definitive scripture for that. When we, when we look at salvation, it is assured. Uh, frankly, it's assured by the character of God. If God is faithful, then he's going to continue to keep that faithfulness with us uh, in, in that salvation that he has promised to us. So that answer is gloriously true, and we learn it from the pages of Scripture. But here's the problem, and you've encountered this a hundred times. Somebody comes up, and they believe that they have made uh, a genuine profession of faith. They made a profession of faith that reflected actual faith. They, they thought they confessed their sins and asked for forgiveness and trusted the Lord, but they have been in a season of maybe even very, very serious sin. And they're coming and they're saying, what's wrong with me? Am I saved? If, if I'm saved, why is this happening in my life? Sometimes maybe they don't even ask the question. Sometimes they come a little differently and they say, I'm, I don't have to worry about this. I'm a Christian. None of this matters. Mm-hmm. How do we evaluate patterns of sin consistently in your life after a profession of faith? Well, it would be uh, wonderful if we could have a true heart exam and see ex- actually what's going on in the heart. And I think Galatians 5.17, where the flesh is battling against the spirit, is what we have going on in that kind of person. That's truly a Christian. There's, there's this battle going on. But the person who's given themselves over to the sin and they continue to practice the sin it says in Galatians uh, chapter 5 that if they continue to practice these things, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. I, I ask myself, and I always, when I'm teaching, is I say, well, how much practice is necessary to get to that point? Frankly, I wouldn't want to get anywhere near the line. We should be yeah. running away from the line. And unfortunately, some people get into a, a habit, the habitual sin, and they continue to go after it. 
Galatians 6, 1, it says that you are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. We want to come alongside that person. We want to first uh, confront them in gentleness. We want to confront them in warning that, um, you know, what you're doing should not be continuing. That if you do continue, that would give us a reflection of what is really truly in your heart. And what you just said, you made a crucial qualification. You said, if that person is truly saved. How do we in ministry, how do we in Christian friendship get to the bottom of that? All we have as a means of seeing somebody, whether they're truly a Christian, is to look at fruit. Uh, Years ago, I was counseling with a man, and and I must have met with him 40 times in his marriage. And and at the end of it, I said, uh, I just wonder if you're a Christian to myself. And so I went through the fruit of the Spirit with he and his wife, and I asked him, is nine fruit here? And we went through each one, is that in your marriage? And I got 18 no's. I was shocked. I was truly shocked by that. And uh, then I went to the deeds of the flesh, which are a few verses before that, verses 19 and 20. And and I said, there's something here that I would like to ask you. And so I asked them those questions, and they had yes and yes and yes. And again, I think that's the the definition there. It shows us. And when I got finished speaking to this man, he looked at me and says, Bill, all you are is a fruit picker. Hmm. I was shocked at that because I know that if somebody said that to me, I'd be be down with my head on the ground begging God to forgive me. (laughs) And, um, And I said, you know, Jesus spoke in John 15. And he said, you shall know them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus says you shall know them by their fruit, that's all I can do is look at the fruit. I mean, we have a lot of people that are in church, and they, and they do nice things, and they set up the chairs nice and all of that, but they still have a life that's not truly given over to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's still corrupt. We don't know that until they finally come in and start asking those kinds of questions, or we see something, or we start to confront them in, in various sins that they may have. So when a person has genuine repentance and genuine faith, it will express itself in fruits that demonstrate repentance. If we're looking at fruit, evaluating fruit just the way Jesus Mm -hmm. tells us to do, do we ever have the freedom or the responsibility to look at somebody and say, you are not a Christian? I don't think as a... a, a, um pastor, I would want to do that. I, I think we see even in 1 Corinthians 5, <clears throat> Paul says about the man who is committing sin with his, his uh, stepmother, that he says, we will give him over to Satan that he may have his way with him. He doesn't say anything about whether he's a Christian or not. doesn't say whether he's a believer or not. Mm-hmm. Let him do it so that the Lord can have his way. And so I think it, uh, even for us, we have to be careful about declaring somebody not a Christian. Even when we do church discipline, we're basically saying that they're no longer wanted in the in the community of believers because of their sin, but the Lord can still do something with them. And, and as a matter of fact, I've seen people come back after the sure. uh, fourth step of church discipline and, and confess their sin. Yeah. So I don't know that, uh, that I would want to do that, that they're not a Christian, but I have the hopes as a pastor always of God doing something in their life. Let's come at it from a different direction. A woman comes up, maybe it's after the sermon. We start talking with her and we find out there is no pattern of sin in her life that she can identify. She's walking with the Lord. She's in relationship with other believers. She's present at church. She's studying her Bible. She's, she's living the Christian life. 
but she's going, I don't feel saved. I'm not sure that I'm saved. I want to be sure that I am found in Christ when my life is at an end, but I'm just not sure. How would we help someone like that? Well, I've actually had that kind of a situation. And after I'd finished preaching, a lady came up and says, can God really save me? Uh, I'm coming to church. I read my Bible. I do all of these things. But I had four abortions. Can Mm. God really save me? And I said, you have to understand the character of God. He's a forgiving God. In Isaiah 43, 25, he says, I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgression for my own sake. And I said, just think about what it says there. He's forgiving you for his sake because he receives glory. And the next part of that verse is, and I will not remember your sins anymore. God is the one who's already forgiven you. Mm. And you have to understand that. And once you believe that truth, you can trust in that. And you will have that kind of assurance. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can visit us at www.biblicalcounseling.com.